Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Joining me, yes, 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 fiddling with the knobs. We got spaghetti and meatballs. We got babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And my dear, dear pals, co-hosts of the Extra Points podcast, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, Happy Wednesday. Happy Groundhog Day, fellas. We uh, I already lost on a, a Fandle. Had a player prop for Punxsutawney Phil. Son of a bitch saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. What? What is this? Is this? Do we have to keep doing this over and over? <laughs> Doesn't he always see a shadow? I will say Groundhog. That's in your backyard. That's right in your backyard, Shaq. Yeah, well, Groundhog would have been a way better name for the Washington football team than what we got. But I will say this, though. Greatest, most electric Pro Bowl week ever. And it's just Wednesday at the time of this recording. What else awaits us? Maybe um, Groundhog is going to be the only thing we could bet on right now because uh, the Super Bowl, which as of now is four and a half. The Bengals are now getting four and a half from the Rams. Forty eight and a half is the over under. But there's like 75 other things, bigger stories in the NFL. I don't know. Where do we go, Martin? The Brian Flores fiasco, the the Washington Commanders, Brady's retirement. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh. What do we do? There's a through line here. Maybe a happy Groundhog's Day. And generally the refrain is it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Like that's what they'll chant in the stands Mm -hmm. as like a touchdown to score or something like that. But this is a really tough day for all Wolverines. If you think about it, just there's a through line here. Tom Brady retires on Tuesday. First of all, on Instagram, right? That Mm -hmm. wasn't very glorious and glamorous, but still he does it. Then immediately almost is usurped by by Brian Brian Flores' lawsuit. So there there you go. There's the one. That sucks. So you don't get to enjoy Tom Brady's retirement. Then you read the lawsuit and you find out that Stephen Ross, of which I took several classes in the Stephen M. Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan, Mm -hmm. uh, so then you have the idea that Stephen Ross is probably going to have to take his franchise away if, if the NFL is like serious about anything. And then I wouldn't know, bet not, on that. <laughs> <laughs> but then Come you on. got also you got Jim Harbaugh, who's flying out to go be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, which is just also proves positive of Brian Flores' lawsuit because they just interviewed Patrick Graham yesterday. And Jim Harbaugh yesterday was in yeah. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, look, I, I I mean, we could go back and forth, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, Martin. But, I mean, obviously the league is screwed if Brian Floyd – that's going to be tough to prove, I do think, with Denver and the Giants. But, listen, there's my point. At least half these dinosaur owners have made an agreement with themselves to not hire a black coach. They, they just have. I'm sorry. They're 90 years old. They're Southern, whatever, and they're not going to put it in writing, or maybe some of them are dumb enough to put it in writing, and they'll go through the motions, but – I mean, I argue with Clay Travis about this all the time. I said, it's just not. I'm sorry. There's going to be 15, 10 to 15 coaches. The NFL has been around for, what, 80 years, more? It's just, it ain't going to happen. And and Brian Flores, if he's right specifically or not, he's right overall with this whole thing. It's crazy, Shaq, what goes on. First of all, I think I speak for everyone. Stop talking into a microphone, at least on this show and on the Extra Points Network. This is, this is. Uh, the antithesis of what we wish to be talking about, but it's in the news, so we must react. I think 
for somebody who likes to list things and rank things. I think it's crazy and funny that the least offensive of the three allegations is that John Elway showed up loaded or hung over. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. No, that That's yeah. nothing to worry about. The Flores, Giants, Belichick thing and how does Belichick know and that's a little weird that he would know that's only really ultimately I think number two because if for no other reason to your point Sal I don't know how you're going to prove the timeline exactly although it's a bad look that's for sure and humiliating going to be a grown man in Brian Flores like if you're jerking him around in the process to satisfy the Rooney rule that's another thing the gambling stuff is ultimately going to be the worst i'm guessing for the league you um, mean the paying them to lose right is that what you're saying gambling stuff right the suggestion that the owner of the team said hey i'll give you extra loot and otherwise if if you drop these games there head coach that's ultimately the worst thing you know we talk about with these halls of fame and who gets to coach everything else felonies are one thing but the worst thing is damaging the sport it doesn't have to be a felony necessarily but the integrity of the game that's why you hear about uh, Rose is like he can yeah. never be in the hall of oh fame. dave i don't know if it's the worst thing i think it's just the new thing right that's what's new about this like no like none of that's the new shocking development in the brian like the brian flores like he said on cbs this morning i didn't need to file a lawsuit to tell you that black coaches weren't getting hired in the nfl mm-hmm. right but but the idea that, like, this is the first that I've ever heard of an owner. And it, I mean, you hear teams on TV, you hear guys saying the team's on the tank, but you've never heard an active directive saying with, like, a money attached to it that, hey, you know, you, there's like half a million dollars in here for you if you lose five games. Like, that's crazy. I, I can't believe, first, A, that this has happened in the NFL exposed before the NBA, where there's thousands of articles a week written about teams tanking and if they tank this much and if they, and you could actually see them going with inferior lineups down the stretch so that they could get a better pick in the lottery and uh but no it's exposed in the nfl first and yeah i don't my first question is what the dolphins owner like really put him up to this like what the hell is fergie doing no. Who owns the Dolphins? <laughs> no, are there like seven people on the Dolphins? Gloria oh, Stefan did at one point. Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. No, I Stephen M. Ross School of Business. I yeah, know. but the Miami Sound Machine has a, has a piece of that action at right. some point, don't that's they? That's what it I th- was. Yeah, I think yeah. that I, I think that's right. But I thought Serena Williams. I, I don't know. I, I thought there were a bunch of uh, there are uh, Florida yeah. based celebrities right. are all, all have a piece of the action. But the bottom line is the. You know, coaches and and, and Marty Weiss correctly says it's this isn't a revelation that uh, that black coaches aren't given the same uh, opportunity um, as white coaches are. But it really it's it's this is when people talk about institutional racism. This is what it is. If you don't install like if, if at the ownership level you don't have black ownership, then it's going to be hard to... But that's I what mean, I'm saying. You got these right. guys from World War II running teams. You don't even need to have black ownership. You need to have white people that will hire black people. I know, but but, but living like, in like the world the, in which we like, live, that you, you know the that that's the Broncos are for sure for $4 billion. Mm. The amount of black people in general that have four billion dollars of net worth in general is is, is that it, 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 you're, it's asking for like lightning to strike through a ring of fire. Like it's just it could happen, but it's going to be real hard. The only way that this gets changed is if white people start to hire black people. And I mean, it's like that's really what it boils down to. It's like solving homelessness. The best way to go about it 
you know, put them in homes. Disagree. I think it's got, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but that's not living in reality. You're telling these, these octogenarian old billionaires who feel supported by, well, look, I obviously made a lot of right decisions along the way to get to where I am owner of a $4 billion enterprise here. You're, insisting you have to do this because it's good for some somebody or people who transcend just you is asking too much that's just not realistic you must it's got to change at the ownership level for this to really work I, I mean, we're pounding the table say Stephen Ross you got to do it for the good of the no, game it's not, it's not going a compelling to, I mean, enough it's case, not, clearly. it's not going to change in my estimation I don't think it will unless like unless something like develops out of this lawsuit that is, is so, like some of the things that Flores was asking or, you know, and we're asking for like saying like uh, like actual reasons why people are getting fired and hired and, you know, kind of making it more like, a you know, more of a rubric time, almost like a metric based type of deal as opposed to what you feel. Right. Mm. Um, but no, the, these old timers have to die off. I mean, honestly, like you could people say, oh, it's a copycat league. If uh, if one uh, coach of color wins, then all the other coaches of owners. I'm like, no, I, I, just, I just don't think so. I really think I mean, still half the league has never had a a uh, a person of color coaching their team. But so it, I, I just think it's the, the old guard. Forget about what's put on the field. I think the old guard has to move out more than anything. I, I I agree with you, Sal, but I just don't see like in turn the teams are too expensive. And I'm not saying that black people can't get that type of money, but if you just look around at right. the type of people who have the type of money that can buy football teams, how many of them are black people? Right. right. So I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you should go to the any owner and be like, yo, you gotta hire a black guy, because that's just not going to happen. But I just think it's not going to happen in general unless something substantive happens from this lawsuit. Yeah. Like, but because nothing has happened before. So that's what I'm just, saying. Well, like, I, I don't know what they can't force the owners. I, I wonder how would, they would do it. Like, they that's just the point. can't do it. They can't force the owners to hire black coaches. It's just it's just always going to be like that. I, I, to a lighter side of thing, the Belichick, Belichick instantly became the funniest guy in the NFL with the, yes. that text. If it's true. If if he, if he meant to or not, uh, not being sure, not sure if it's Brian Flores or Brian Dable. Uh, so much to unpack, and yet, uh, w- what a crazy person! Out of everybody who should have that phone taken away, first of all, I didn't even know Belichick texted. That surprised me. But uh, oh my God, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> well, as Megan on? of Megan Fun of Sports pointed oh, out, like who knew he was an exclamation point guy? You find right. out new things about him all the time. That weirdo, Bill Belichick, and on the day serendipity or otherwise the day tom brady retires this is the day that belichick i mean it doesn't deliver a mortal blow but he messes up the nfl pretty good i mean this is crazy this this is so massive it's one of those things that like i don't suspect we'll remember where we were when we found out about the belichick stuff but sort of it's one of those stories that when it hits it's like whoa this seems big but I, i i think over the last 24 hours and I think over the next week and more, we're going to be like, wow, that was really, really, really big because yeah. I mean, Tom Brady retired. It's an afterthought at this point, you know, and, and but to bring that full circle, I would be surprised if the Broncos don't have a person of color as their ownership um, when this thing resolves. That's how you fix it. I mean, that's a, you're in not their going- ownership. What, what do you mean? 
Well, they're for sale now. So yeah, I think that suddenly the ownership, can, the owners are going to be inside. I mean, what is it to this point? But, let, let, yeah, you know, I don't think you obviously it's force, jive. You can't you're, you're, force somebody to sell to another, a black owner. Like, I, don't, I, don't I think know, the I league's ownerships, the league's owners will say, this is what we must do at this point. Yeah. I, I, I just, I it's a, a tagline. It's a cute tagline. Do you, do you, do you think that uh, the owners of, of pro football are sitting around a table and like, this feels good to make a difference uh, to diversify. It's a it's a tagline for them to satiate uh, uh, changing well, society. That's it. I mean, back to the Brady retirement real quick. Uh, I mean, he really should have just let Schefter announce it, right? Because not only so he follows up with his announcement, so everybody has to retweet their accolades and uh, doesn't get much out of it because immediately he gets shit for not thanking the Patriots. So he's alienated them, and then he comes back and subtweets something. I don't know what he did. Uh, still nobody happened. And then you're right, like it was like an hour later, Martin, that <laughs> all this Belichick stuff comes out. So that was buried. That bur- uh, Brady retirement thing is buried. And now all this tanking and the pay, the paying, the paying extra to lose. Now I will say I got a kick out of Hugh Jackson today, who said he was paid extra to lose. The guy was three thirty six and one, and this is absolutely what I would say if I was three thirty six and one. <laughs> I was paid extra to lose. But don't you think the brass at some point by week fourteen every year when he has the number one pick wrapped up is like, okay, Hugh, you're good now. You could you could start winning. It's fine. Three thirty six and one. The guy's on the Fortune five hundred list. I don't know. Yeah, with Bake, with Bake, it was uh, like like you can start winning now, Coach. We 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 got the guy. We got we got the first overall pick. Yeah, or maybe start winning and we can get Josh Allen, (laughs) the number seven pick. Right? (laughs) Oh man, it's so much so much going on with that. I'll just say if if Bill Belichick, like all I know, it's like easier or not easy, but like fun to think that he had some like like ulterior motive, like to scoop Brady or to like. But if he really. I texted Brian Flores intentionally to set all of this type of shit up. Hey, that's mastermind as hell. And that's evil as hell. Cause I like, could you imagine getting the text? Like, mm. yo, I got the giants job. Like I didn't right. even, I didn't even interview yet. And it's like, Oh shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like 20 minutes, you gotta be on cloud nine. And then for like, it, and then it's not just like, it's anybody it's bill fucking Belichick. Like it's, 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 you know, so what fixes this? Sidelines. It's oh, like, so, if Belichick says he has dementia, sorry, I got to step away. If uh, Denver's, um, you know, sells to, uh, you know, bl- black owners, I- I'm trying to think at the boy. And-, and that still doesn't fix the whole we were paid extra to lose thing. That's insanity. I don't know. What no, that's what I'm that. saying. That's worse, isn't it? Ultimately. Well, I, mean, I just it, don't that, know how you think. Fix, on, what, yeah, right. I, 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 that's. I, I don't know how you fix any of this. this well, the, the thing about the thing about the we were paid to lose deal, right? You saw Hugh Jackson said it, and that was a team that you know openly was saying that they were planning on tanking and hey, we're going to actively do the analytics to try to yeah. get the first pick. It's perfectly feasible and believable that he would have gotten paid to lose, but everybody laughs about it. So it's very, I think it's pretty easy unless you see another class action federal, you know, somebody else joining this suit with another like more smoking gun stuff saying, yeah, I was offered this to, to lose games. Mm. I think it's pretty easy to isolate this on Steven Ross and make him sell his team. I guess. And so, I, yeah. I don't think it's like, I, that's what I would do if I was in the NFL PR, no matter what was happening around the league in, in general, that's my mm. play right there. And I don't think it's worse though. I do think that like, if it was like an orchestrated scheme, but this, you could just blame this on a bad actor. Like, like Tim Donaghy. Like if you told me that all NBA refs were in on fixing games, 
that's a way bigger deal than one rogue actor. And that's yeah, what I guess that's here. it, right? Once he announced it, like, oh my God. So all refs are probably on the take. And then you're right. It was just proven that it was him. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, Disagree. We're reacting after 24 hours as though we know all well, the stuff. People are going to yeah. pick apart that 2019 Dolphin season. People are already doing it on social media, looking at individual plays and saying, why were they in that defense in that spot? It's already happening. And yes, as far as a society goes, from a from a moral <laughs> perspective and otherwise, yes, the more damning story is the, the lack of diversity. But for the league and its integrity in terms of competitiveness and all that, it's like I say, it's the same thing as the Pete Rose story. The one thing they can't have, it's not a felony. It's it's bad for the game because if you can't gamble on it and buy tickets and know sure. that the result is on the up and up, then it really... I think it's easy to be like, ah, you get over. That's why these leagues are so obsessed with any stink of like get cheating and point oh, shaving yeah. and all that. That's 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 what undoes the league. That's why the Black Sox scandal lasted a long time because of all that. I want to see a coach. I don't know if there's one out there has the balls to step up and say, I got paid extra to win. Is there someone <laughs> out there that will actually say, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think uh, all right. We're talking. I, I just want to say, yeah. if you don't like my podcasting, it's because Sal told me that he'll give me extra money if I'm not very good. Yes. More Steelers talk. So whatever. And, uh, that's what I yeah, do. That's what it was. Thank you. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wear that. Uh, what I'm not wearing is these uh, Washington commander uniforms. Ugh. Well, first of all, let's go over the name. I feel like they're asking for trouble with this name. I really do. I, I, commanders. These are the most evil guys on TV. I don't know if you guys watch Handmaid's Tale, but the commander is the, the Gilead <laughs> strong men that, that raped the, uh, the handmaids. Like what the, what call them the Dexters for now. Yeah. Just take the I, biggest villain on television. Forget about the, the, you know, the commies or the Durs or everything else. Everyone's saying the uh, bad nicknames commanders bad. You know, so I, I got to say, I read that book in high school and it was one of my favorite books, The Handmaid's Tale. I'm mm -hmm. so glad they made it a TV show now because you can only imagine how people would be like, oh, what are your favorite books? <laughs> uh, Handmaid's Tale. What's that about? Right. Uh, you know, well, the, <laughs> the commanders. Exactly. It's not great. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah. it's the Washington. Now it's the Washington football team playbook. At this point. I, I, I'm sick of this. All this change. I'm done. I'm done. I'm staying. With what I know and what I remember, that's the Washington football team. I feel like I'm going to stick with the Washington football team for at least at least 48 more, at least for 48 more days. 40 more days? I thought you were going to say hours. Okay. Go. So no. two more days. No, give, me like two, give me like a couple, like a month and a half or so before I actually adjust. By next season, I'll still, but I still think they should keep their abbreviation uh, WFT. Yeah. Shaq, like, don't, don't you, have, uh, Shaq you have more uh, bigger problem with the name or the uniforms? Yes. I think that, <laughs> I, first of all, handmaids would be a better name, too. There, there are very right. few nouns that wouldn't be better than commanders. Right. Um, I think it's, I, I, I just think the good news is you're off the hook, Buffalo. You named your team on purpose. Your city is named Buffalo after the majestic beasts that <laughs> once roamed the plains. Then you named your pro football team on purpose after the guy, Buffalo Bill Cody, who tried to mm. kill all the Buffalo. It makes no goddamn sense. But guess what? Great news. The seat of our Democratic Republic, Washington, D.C., is now on purpose called the Washington Commies. Congratulations. Terrific stuff. You've, you've done it once again. And as for those costumes, what the hell happened? I mean, like, 
for two years. They're in labs and they're doing focus groups and all this. And they and, and I, I guess it's understood that you're not going to go away from Burgundy and gold. So that's locked in. That, you're already given that information. It's not a blank slate. Here's the color scheme. Do something, come up with a, a whole new era for us. And they came up with absolutely nothing. They just like were like, we did it burgundy. And we, we put something like, what the hell happened with those? Those are, those are unfinished. They, they woke up mm. like, oh, but today? We got to do it today? Just going to go, go throw some burgundy. What the hell happened with those? Uh, you think uh, the seamstress wasn't done? And they're like, yeah, hurry this after up. After two years, it makes no sense. Uh, you're going to hate the fact that I don't hate these uniforms. And uh, not that I don't hate them. I almost feel, don't you feel like you have to see them in motion? I don't think a picture yeah. does it justice. Don't you? It has the, 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 the colors and numbers have to move around to see if it makes any sense. Right. Well, they say the good news is they say commander. So if you get confused who they're playing <laughs> or who you're playing, it says right on top of it right there. Commanders. This is not going to be football anyway. So, this you know, there's no <laughs> The, I mean the black you know what the what the why the, all right but out, out of the out of the alternate names I didn't like any of them red wolves admirals generals armada armada's crazy and presidents presidents would kind of be funny but I, I don't the armada could you armada? imagine the jokes that that Chris Berman would have tried to make ten years ago about the the, the Washington armada oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's right. There right, they come. Guess what? Step aside, Chris Berman. We got uh, jokes to make about commanders. The um, yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, I don't understand why when everybody gets it, every longtime Washington football fan understands, and you have an opportunity to sort of tip your hat to your own history. Why you wouldn't have gone hogs or red hogs? I mean, people mm -hmm. literally, grown people dress up, I think to this day, maybe I'm wrong, but for a long time, people dressed up as as pigs. They would go to the game, fat guys would go yeah. there with, with with pig noses and such on, and they would sing and they celebrated it, and it was a it was the most glorious era in Washington pro football history. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. you do that? No, instead, commanders, the commies. Muzzle tub, you've done it again. This commanders and those uniforms are the Dan Snyder uh, football names and football uniforms. Mm. All right, listen, we have, uh, I mean, there's so much football. We haven't even discussed the Super Bowl, which, uh, oh, yeah, right. was it played yet? or not? But anyway, we have uh, Austin Eckler. He's in the waiting room. He wasn't even supposed to be on. I don't know what he did. He's just, uh, he, I guess he has something to say. Uh, no, we'll take a quick break and be back with uh, San Diego, not even San Diego Chargers. So the no. team names are all screwy now. <laughs> LA Chargers. Austin Eckler. All right, let's bring in our guest. His 20 total touchdowns tied for the league lead this year for running backs and also led the league in end zone air guitar solos from your Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler's here. What's happening, Austin? Oh, man, just uh, enjoying my morning. Uh, glad to be coming on the show. I'm excited for this one. So uh, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is your second appearance. So you're officially a friend of the show. There's no um, yeah. wait, no getting out of it. Um, I do want to know now that football is canceled forever. What are you going to do with yourself? Canceled forever? <laughs> no, no. Um, no. Did you were you paid extra to tie against the Raiders? I don't know. There's a I lot of allegations. <laughs> what do you think of all this? This is nutty. <clears throat> um, just what's going on in football or what? Yeah. Yeah. Everything, uh, everything outside of the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I mean, 
I really have no opinion on it. It, it is yeah. what it is. This has to be worked through. There's always going to be shady stuff that's going on. If it's true, if it's not, I don't know. Um, mm. Time will tell. Well, time will tell what everyone's going to think anyway. Maybe not what's the truth. Uh, but we'll kind of see how this stuff settles out. And hopefully it's for the better. Absolutely. Right, so 30. Listen, let's 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 dispense with any jive you got you won the sartorial jackpot when you got to wear the powder blue and that nice white hat with the goat with the lightning bolt you've seen the commander's new getups first of all the name second of all the uniforms now you have a new gold standard or brown standard for like at least we don't have to be called that and wear that uniform i didn't even know they were so that that's washington's new name that's yeah, the commanders. Oh, the commanders. Hey, I'm going to say it's better than Washington football team. It's something. It's, <laughs> sure, it's not. I mean, it's the sure. Sure, it is what it is. It's not great, but look, this is the first time I've heard of it, um, but it's better than the football team. Like, I, I wonder how they break it down over there, because usually they break it down on, like, chargers. They break it down on football, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, geez, you know, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> commanders! <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> So you probably weren't given extra money to try to tie the game, the last game of the season. But I do have a question now, because Staley's a new age coach, right? At the beginning of the season, all he's talking about is going for it on fourth down. Everybody's like, this guy's a lunatic. He keeps going on his own 19. What's he doing? Mm -hmm. At that last drive, you convert like half a trillion fourth downs to uh, tie the game. Justin Herbert is playing like, I don't know, Madden doesn't even do it justice. Did you guys think about going for two at the end of regulation and trying to win the game there instead of going to overtime? Ah, man, I'd never, ever heard any talk about that. Mm. Um, So I'd probably say no. (laughs) Uh, We went for two and got it like the drive before our last one. Um, And that one was a little bit like, ah, I don't know. So it might have been a conversation that – you know, Coach Staley had with Joe Lombardi about, hey, do you have a play that you really like? And if we didn't have one, then it's probably, all right, just kick it off and we'll see what happens in overtime. You know, so, I, 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 I st- oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, people talk of Bills, Chiefs. That was the game of the year. I, I still think Raiders, Chargers. That that was phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, Martin, I don't know if you're going to ask about this, but at, th- at this point in overtime, did you think like, all right, they're playing for a tie. We're playing for a tie. We're cool, right? And then. What, what, what were your thoughts when they when the field goal kicker comes out? Man, I mean, it was a divisional game, and they're on the 30-yard line, so I was like, man, they're going to kick this for sure. Like, there's no doubt in my mind mm. they're going to kick it, uh, especially with the kicker that they had. There's like, there's what's the risk here? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was funny because that was the exact scenario that I talked to one of my buddies. Uh, he's a long snapper over there about, like, if there was any way we could tie, it was that scenario right there. I was like, the only way we can really tie is if it goes into overtime – you know, no one scores and it's like coming down to the last seconds and someone doesn't want to like risk like getting a, a field goal blocked or right. something and taking it back all the way for like points and they lose the game on that. And so it literally came down to that. But instead of, uh, you know, not kicking it, taking the knee, they decided to put it through the uprights and uh, sent us home. No, what I, what I was going to ask, though, is this with Staley in the way that, that he's been coaching. Right. And and you see all the criticism that he gets or something, you know, the, the, the uh, praise that he gets as well for di- from different communities. Is there times when you're like going out there, he's like, are we really about to go for this fourth down? We're not going to kick the ball or like, are we really going to punt the ball? Do you ever, like, I'm not questioning, not question, but just you've been playing football your whole life. And I can't imagine you've ever played for a coach as aggressive. Are there any moments where you're like, all right, full send, let's do it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, as a player, I have to, you know, execute or whatever's called upon us, but there's definitely sometimes it's like, man, like, 
we're actually going for this. So, all right, hey, we go, let's go, boys. Like, buckle up. We got to get this. This is do or die. Um, but, yeah, when, when you have a coach that uh, is like, hey, we're going for it and super aggressive, it, he's going he's gonna to live and die by that, right? It's, it's going to be like, okay, if, you, if you're doing well, everyone's loving it, you know. But if you're on the flip side and you're losing games because of it, now everyone's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, we have Justin Herbert. We have a lot of great players. And so that's why he has the confidence to be aggressive. If we didn't have the players to do it, we wouldn't do it. Um, so that's how he justifies it. And I definitely can get behind that. What do you have? Uh, the, the season was, was really wild. If you go kind of game by game, the Browns game, the Pittsburgh game, the, the Raiders game, so on and so forth. Are you, I guess my question is, and I guess it's a number of different directions I can go here. Were you able to watch? Were you able to stomach watching the playoffs being that close to getting in and seeing how close all these games play out? And the Raiders almost beat the Bengals and the Niners almost went to the Super Bowl and you guys had to sit there and watch the whole thing. Or did you? Did you say, I'm going to find out what's on HBO today instead of watching this dumb football? I've been tuning in every once in a while. I haven't been watching the whole games. But yeah, these games have been insane. I've been insane. I, there's all these allegations. This is rigged, you know, like it's too close. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It just comes down to you know, all these teams having a lot of talent or even talent anyway um, and people being able to make plays. Uh, I think if we were in it, we'd be right there in the, in the mix of all that stuff. Uh, obviously, like our last game with the Raiders, you know, it was kind of that that was like a playoff atmosphere for us. Right. It was do or die. Um, and you saw how we battled back. And I just think it shows that, like, yeah, when your back's against the wall, whatever, for whatever reason, it brings a little bit more out of you. And you come back and you make the plays and you're on your cute, uh, on your on your details and able to get it back. Um, so that's how I that's how I'm watching these. I'm like, man, like think about like my last game. Like these people are in that game right now. Like this is their everything on the line. You know, you got to make it happen. Um, so I think that's why these games have been so close, because it's like mm, it's super intense. And now I'm thinking for next year, I'm like, man, how do I like replicate this feeling throughout my team so it's like we play like this all the time like it's not like ah you know this is regular season game let's go out like no let's play like this is like the raiders game we got to win or we're going home because then we're gonna blow everyone out and do that it as far as that goes so are you nervous are you excited are you in the huddle with herbert i mean it's already kind of been lost a little bit the history because of the great postseason already but herbert and and the offense converting all those fourth downs, fourth Mm. and longs over and over to stay in the game that they should have put you away in. When that's going on, do you guys are like, I can't believe you're doing this, Justin. Like, what what the hell? Well, how how are we doing? Like, what's the emotion? Are you nervous? I mean... Yeah, there's I mean, there's definitely some nerves, but it's not necessarily like overwhelming. It's just like, hey, like this is it. Like, come on, like you got to make sure I, I execute my job to the fullest of capability so that we can actually convert. Um, and it's at all levels. Right. And then, yeah, Justin was doing the same thing. Um, it wasn't always pretty. He's getting hurt. He's getting hit, throwing it. He's on the ground. Yeah, um, he's all over the place, but he's getting it done. And it was just like gives you a lot of confidence. You're like, man, like with this guy, we could, we can go all the way. Like it makes me want to play more. I'm like, man, Mm. I want to play next to this guy for as long as I can. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we were able to get it done that time. Right. And it doesn't always happen like that, but that time it did. And it happens more than not with him. Um, and so I think that's something that's super exciting for our organization. And yeah, like I said, I was definitely, you're a little nervous. Like I'm still human. I'm out there like, Hey, this is it. Like I have to execute right here. And so does everyone else on our side or we're going home. Um, but it's something you just play through, right? You play through the nerves. I played through the nerves for as long as I've been playing. So 
Uh, it's a feeling I actually like. I like a little bit of pressure, like a little little push, even like during the off season. Uh, if I feel like I'm just kind of sitting around doing nothing, I'm like, no, nah, give me some projects to work on. Mm. One thing that would drive me nuts and actually does drive me nuts. I don't know how you pros handle this, but you beat the Bengals 41, 22 in the regular season. Now you're looking up like, Oh my God, they're in the Super Bowl. How like, <clears throat> I watch my kids, eight year old little league games. Like, Oh, how do we lose to team B when, when B lost to C, but we crushed C like, what, how is this? i like, I do that over and over and over. How do you justify it in your head? And also, what would your scouting report be on the Bengals for the Rams? I'm mean, 41-22 is a substantial win. That's what the spread is? No, no, that's that's the score you won, right? Didn't you beat the Bengals? Oh, no, you're okay, yeah. I thought you were saying yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, you could even go to our game against the Ravens and we, we scored 7 points and they had like 40. Yeah. You know, we got destroyed, you know? So it there's games that like, every once in a while you just get beat. Like for whatever reason, you didn't come out, didn't have the right game plan, and it just was not your day. And the other team did, and they come out and smoke you. Um, so I mean, we've had games like like you said, like the Bengals, like we pretty much handled them mm-hmm. um in their home stadium. And so it was like it's like you got you gotta find the balance, right? You have some ups and downs, you gotta continue just to you know try to eliminate those as much as you can. Um but yeah, I'm not like, oh, you know, we beat them. We should be in the in the Super Bowl. Like that's not how the NFL works. You know, the mm-hmm. NFL is a is a week by week uh, operation, and you can see that from people that were supposed to beat other people, right? That's it's not just come out and you have better players and a better record and you're going to win. Um, you got to show up and actually play. Now, I think you know the Colts. You know, can you know tell us all about that? Um, mm-hmm. Their last game, man, brutal, oh. um, brutal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so going into. Uh, Going into this game, uh, it's, it's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to turnovers. That's how we jumped up on them, and I feel like whoever takes care of the ball because, look, this is a Super Bowl. Like, this is it for everything. Everyone's bringing their A game out. Everyone's going to be on top of it. But whoever makes – it always comes down to this. Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes because I feel like whoever has the ball is going to be able to capitalize. And if you slip up, whoever slips up and turns the ball over, it's a fumble, tip pass, interception, I think they're going to lose the game. I think it's going to come down to turnover category – um, that would be my um, my prediction. As far as um, uh, the Bengals, uh, they're gonna have to f- figure out how to stop this front too, the defensive yeah. front, because you know those guys are bringing it. Um, and I know the Bengals had some injuries at O line and have some guys that are struggling. And so um, Joe's gonna have to get his his running legs on because he's gonna have some pressure. Um, but you know he kind of showed that he could do that. Like he can move when he needs to, um, and he's definitely gonna take care of the ball. Um, but Ooh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. It's going to be good for sure. So you said you've been watching the playoff game. So if that's true, then there's no way that you've missed your Paramount Plus commercial. Uh, <laughs> they run it all the time. So I'm just curious. And I know you play video games. You have a very impressive setup uh, yeah. th- right there. How unnecessary is a new Halo movie? Or a Halo movie in general? Look, they're trying, they're trying to create a community around it. They have already got like a cult following and they're trying to add more content to it. Like, here you go. Like, we're going to make a movie for you. Like, I think it's brilliant. That's a great idea. <laughs> great idea. So, um, what are you? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm about to say, are you, do you play, are you a Halo guy? I know you play Fortnite, but is it Halo 2 as well? Or I don't play what Fortnite. Are you I, play, I play League of Legends. My, my fault. Game. My fault. Yeah, you're good. No, League. League Come on, I've Martin. Playing, I've been playing that for like seven years now. Um, I mean, I'll mess around with some Fortnite every once in a while um, and some Call of Duty, but. League of Legends, my go-to. All right. Think about, first of all, 
a big philosophical debate I have is rooting for your conference. If you're a college football team or, you know, an alum of a rooting for the whole conference, are you happy to see the chiefs lose? I assume the answer to that is yes. And are you sad that the Rams who you share that stadium with are in the Super Bowl? I'll say, because I had Chargers Rams in the Super Bowl against each other. Wow. Wow. Yeah, who do you root for? Your conference or your stadium roommates? This is a tough one. Not the stadium roommates, man. (laughs) Uh, I was like, man, there's only one thing that I really don't want to happen is the Rams get there just because now, you know, the fan base in L.A. is going to be like, oh, yeah, Rams. Like, who's the other team again? You know, I'm like, ah, no. Um, You know, so we're going to have to show up and show out. uh, a little bit more now because, you know, yeah, our counterpart is in the Super Bowl, which is going to bring a lot of uh, fans to there. That makes sense. Yeah, By the so. way, the, the, how frustrating is the crowd at SoFi when it's with the, the filled with the opposing fan? What could we do? I want to help. Should we split season tickets with you or something? I, I, I don't <laughs> It's not fair to you guys already. <laughs> You know, it's, it's something that I've been dealing with. Uh, it was even worse before we got to SoFi. Even at least SoFi, you know, brings people in uh, just to see the venue a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um and it hasn't been as as one sided as it has been in the past. Definitely some games like the Raider game. It was, it was all black. Uh, but I mean, I always say this, like to me, like I just love the energy. Like my favorite sound is actually coming out and getting booed like that. Whatever, for whatever reason, that just gets me fired up. Just mm-hmm. imagine 50,000 people booing you as you're running out. I'm just like, yeah, I'm up. You know, like I'm coming out against all y'all. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I would love to have Charger fans. But um, as long as there's people there, like especially Compared to last year when there was zero people, I just I, I need the energy. Like, give me something. I don't know. Well, I think either way, you should still threaten the fans. Say, hey, <laughs> you don't show up, we're going back to the soccer stadium. And then if that doesn't work, we'll play at a pickleball court well or something. <laughs> no, the ultimatums don't work. Uh, that's too bad. I don't uh, think we have the levers there yet. Uh, I will say you helped me win a uh, fantasy football title. I won three mm, fantasy go. titles this week. I don't want to talk show. about this. Let's well, go. we have to. But this was. <laughs> but you specifically uh, helped me win my childhood friends league, where I, for 30 years I've been in this league. I had a decision to make in the Super Bowl game. Week 17 was our Super Bowl. You or Damian Harris? I chose you. Was I out that week. No, no, no. You you were in week week 17. You scored. You outscored him 17 to 16. So I want to thank you for that. Okay. I want to thank you by week 17 donating. To, yes. Week was 17 it? was the, super, uh, the fantasy Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Who was who was? Who I don't remember you, yeah, who was uh, the game before the uh, Raiders. I don't know. Uh, but oh, anyway, 17. Broncos. Was it the Broncos? Was that it? I yeah, that makes so. sense. Were you in Denver? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. No, what we it was. were at home. Anyway, I'm trying to give you money for a charity. Where, oh, where, where geez, can I donate? Yes. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Let's go. <laughs> give us a charity. We're either on or off the air. I don't. I don't care if uh, if you yeah, have. Yeah, it's uh, at austinecklo.com. Uh, austinecklo.com. Okay. And yeah. that. Oh, no, no, let him get a big head because you know what? I gave money too. I gave money to <laughs> attend a football game to watch my team play the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> and they pulled off a wonderful, nice story, a big fourth quarter rally. I brought my little twelve-year-old Jean Claude Van Damascheck there. He was for the rest of his life going to be able to say in Roethlisberger's last year. I was there to pull him uh, to watch him pull off one of the great rallies in pro football history. And then you have to run it into the end zone over and over again. Shame nuts. the devil and shame on you. Austin Eckler and I want an apology. Oh, Did he have four touchdowns that day? That's right. Four, man. <laughs> wow. Primetime prime time games, man. I think I had like six touchdowns in primetime games. That's it. Not oh. cool. Not cool. 
That's uh, great. All right. Well, man, I'll be well, donating. I appreciate that. Thank you. That Thank doesn't you. go to your Halo fund, does it? This is a, this goes. No, to it definitely okay. goes to helping community okay. just implement resources. Uh, you know, we've we've donated washers and dryers to schools that have a high you know homeless population. The students, you know, right. people are like their parents live in like the cars or assisted living. They so they can be able to do their uh, laundry at the school now. You know, we've built a gym for a school that needed uh, an upgrade of the facilities. We've donated bags uh, like Adidas bags to the homeless shelter. Um, on skin, uh, skid row. So we're just helping people with with actual things that they can use to help better their lives. So it would definitely go to a good a good All price. Right. That sounds more important than fantasy football. So yeah, I will, I will <laughs> yeah. follow. Yeah, just giving everyone a chance at life, right? There you go. You seem do. like like a big like energy guy. Like you're big. Like you talk about the energy from the fans. Like I, I yeah. feel like you're probably the type of guy who's like try to give out good energy in like the environments that you're in, like. And I, I saw that video you posted on Twitter early a couple of days ago talking about like it's Monday. If you're not grinding, it's all right, get up and get to it. So how are you able to do all of that and still be cool? And how has Russell Wilson ever like reached out for pointers? Because like he does that and he goes viral and he's made fun of forever. But you see you post it and it seems heartfelt and people are like, yeah, let's go do this. Ah, man, I think I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's my personality, but I do know one thing is you know, that I've learned over the years of just being in the NFL and, you know, actually going through COVID years, like, I feel like we're all trying to move forward to this, whatever our fulfillment is in life, right? We're all trying to push forward, push forward. Um, And that's really been my goal is to try to help people do that. That's why I started my foundation because I've I've had so much help along with my journey from where I came from in a little farm town in Colorado to now trying to, you know, continue to, you know, find my fulfillment and push towards it. I'm just like so thankful. I'm like so thankful that I'm like, how can I help other people try to do this as well? Um, so that's why I'm, I really have like no toxicity, like no negative. Like I'm always like positive. I'm trying to pull people along. Um, and it comes down to just really helping people progress. Right. We have this timeline of that we're on on Earth. And that's like, how can I pull people along to say they man, they had a great life too, or at least feed off some type of energy, because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to people helping people. Um, and that's what I want to do. And that's where I think I find my fulfillment in life is helping other people find theirs. No that's toxicity. Great. If that's your, uh, if that's your philosophy, then surely you think it's great news that for the people of Colorado, that soon Aaron Rodgers will be under center and the AFC West uh, will be even more competitive, <laughs> oh, right? God bring it on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> no, bring it on. We need that. We need that, that just top tier football over here in the AFC, man. Like it's, it's going to be every week we play. It's going to be, all right, this could be the game of the week, right? I need more primetime games. So I'm looking forward to it. That's what it's going to be. If he does. If he does, maybe they had a fifth team for the AFC West. It's not loaded enough. Like an Albuquerque and Deshaun Watson could be the quarterback. There's not enough competition in there. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it give funny. give us a winner, Austin. What's the what's the final score? Oh, sheesh, man. I have no idea. I, I mean, I know I, you I have mean, no idea. None of us really know. But I have never <laughs> even thought about it. it and, you know in depth enough to actually formulate an opinion good that's no. i you know what i think i think that should be the answer why would i care why <laughs> i i'm not in it i don't care talk right. to me about movies or otherwise i, I don't want to hear know. about no uh, about a super know. bowl that doesn't include me right like, sure if the rams win it like great you know is it either <laughs> better I, I don't know it depends on who shows up that day like i said like You've seen the games, you know, our yeah. game against Cincinnati, we blew them out. You know, we got blown out against Baltimore. Like 
man, it's like roll, it's rolling the dice right here. So I, I think so. You're clearly rooting for the Bengals, and you should be. You, you whip them. <laughs> you could go all off season say we whip this team, and you don't have to worry about that little brother, big brother thing with the Rams and the. So all far. right, all right, there we go. There you go. Right, go see, that. that's easy. <laughs> Austin Eckler, AustinEckler.com, right? Yes, sir. All right, do it. Hit it up. It's uh, for a good cause. Thank you for coming on. We uh, we appreciate it. Good luck. Yeah, appreciate with you, boys. All right, thank man. you. Take care. Yeah, he's honest. I will say, uh, Sheck, I don't know if you heard this, Martin, your your partner in Lemon Pepper Parlay. We had him on uh, Against All Odds Monday. We asked him about the Super Bowl. Like, you're obviously pulling for Cincinnati. You played for the Bengals. You you and Martin have been on the Bengals since uh, it's it's debatable when you started. Week four, week eight, I don't know. I think you dragged him on. Like, <laughs> you made him a believer. But you figure, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. And then he jumps out. He's like, you know, to be honest, Last year, I took Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. That happened. This year, preseason, I took the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of still rooting for the Rams. I said, what? That's insane. Why? Just to be right? You've heard this, Martin? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I have. I heard the clip. You know what I'm saying? I, listen, I saw. I listened to the pod, and then I saw it, and I just, what a coward. Just what a coward. <laughs> I just, I'm just so, so just the yellow belliedness of it all. <laughs> How are you going to turn your back on your own team? To be right. Nobody cares if you're right in this prediction game. Right. Like, overarchingly, like, you know what? That's for people who like who would like really be bragging about it. They had gotten the, you know, uh, like no one does that. Like if you're a bracket guy, I guess, but no, TJ is embarrassing himself at the moment. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just can't stand it. <laughs> Marty Weiss tweeted out in the last 48 hours about like, who knew about the Bengals? I knew about the Bengals. You like to be right too. We all like to be right. I did. I well, think I'll, I'll, I think yeah. the part of this that Hoosh isn't touching on is if the this Bengals team does something his era of Bengals team didn't do, it's a little unsatisfying. Well, it's, like it's, you don't get to really do you I really know. get to celebrate it if if you didn't do it, but twenty years after you left, they did it. I get it. I think he's kind of like. You know, then, well, then it diminishes I, what we achieved, Carson Palmer and the rest of us. I do wonder if he's uh, in love with the organization as much as we want him to be, right? Like, if they gave him four tickets to the Super Bowl, it might be a different story. But as far as I know, yesterday, he was still looking around for them. But And there's also something to being I don't know what kind of streak he's looking to put together here. But if you say you picked the last five Super Bowl winners, right, that's pretty impressive. Um but for God's sake, yeah, you played true, for the Bengals. Right. My God, you played Two for the Two hole team. in a row, right. No, but yeah. I think there might be, especially on the heels of uh, the most recent Jerry West versus the Lakers uh, article coming out just a couple of days ago, there might be something to the fact that TJ may not like them very much. I yeah. don't think he does it. Not, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not reporting. I, know, I don't I'm want to put it out. All the way out of turn. I have no but idea. Yeah. But I mean, you've heard it, but the, like they, they practice outside still. You know, they, you know, they, there's, it seems to me, that there are teams in the NFL that have a much more plushier situation for their players mm -hmm. than the Cincinnati Bengals. And right. I can leave it at that. All right. Uh, Spaghetti, you uh, the breaking news on the Bengals um, uniform choice here. Yeah, they're wearing the black tops, which I'm, I think is going to make Dave angry because I think he wanted the Rams blue tops instead. So the Rams will wear white, uh, the white with it, all white, pretty much. Right. I don't know. How does this work? Check. Yeah, you're the, keeping track no, no, of this nonsense. I, we, I I don't know that we've had a formal announcement yet. My prediction is that they will because the Rams have worn the so-called soul pants, which for um, this fashionista's eyes, 
a little too highlightery, and I will be my ongoing yeah. complaint till they deepen that uh, that gold a little bit more. But I suspect because they've worn them in the first three rounds that they'll stick with the gold pants, go white jersey on top their pseudo throwback with the with the blue hat. But they're the home team after all, so I would like well, for the no, Bengals the, the, the to have Bengals shown are, some class. The Bengals well, are the home team, right? Right, by AFC, NFC yeah. standard that it goes back and forth. But, right. I mean, the Rams are literally the home team. Oh. So, I mean, they're playing in their home stadium. So I would like for the bang. I wish the Bungles would have shown a little grace and said, well, we're the Whites. And by the way, we we our last two wins were in the, uh, the mm. all-Whites. So we're going to continue to wear those too. Mm. Um, but here we are. It's not, listen. The bottom line is there is no combo with the with the uniform sets that these two teams have that it would be a high end Super Bowl uniform matchup. Maybe it's, they'll it, change like the Washington Commanders did. Maybe they'll just go all different colors. Just could they do that? Yeah, maybe a, maybe a, a wardrobe change at halftime, something like yeah. that. They could pull something like that off. Uh, Martin, I don't know. I, I feel like Austin Eckler here. Like uh, I, I just don't care what they wear. What about you? I was about to say I don't mean to offend, but I kind of <laughs> I remember Sal. You said something a long a minute ago. You're like, I'm going to say something that's going to blow everything up, and I'm going to run. Yeah. You said, I don't give a shit about the fruit of the year, <laughs> and then ended the meeting. <laughs> no, that's kind of that. how I feel now. We've talked a lot about uniforms today. <laughs> a lot. I figure. Look, we can get it out of the way. Oh, we're going to talk about it next week or the week What's after with you that two? happens. What's, what, what goes on with you two? That what you do is tell on yourselves. I mean, like, what 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 goes on? Your eyeballs look at the game and the, and therefore the two uniforms for three and a half hours. You love doing it. How can you have no opinion on that? I no, mean, it no, would be no, like no, saying, no, like, no, no, that's, I, don't, that's I have no true. opinion. I have no opinion on on which quarterback is good. Like, I mean, you're looking at it for three and a half hours. How does it not register any emotion from you? It because it true. doesn't it make the players better. Does it make the huh. players better or worse? If that were the case, then I would say, otherwise, I'm just It makes your viewing experience better or worse. That. That's why you care. Uh, for me, it does elicit any motion just a very very small one not one that i could talk about for much longer than four minutes without running out of steam now you want to talk about the nba i turn that league on i got no idea who's playing half the time because all the different alternative jerseys i don't know what team this is i can't see the color as long as i know who's playing and i could tell now i will say this the uh the yellow shoes and the, the yellow shoes and gloves I can't stand them. Packers, Chiefs, I can't stand it. That isn't cool with that they wear the yellow gloves. It's very confusing to my eyes. Yeah, when it sucks when like, you think everything's a flag, right? Yeah. And so, like, that infuriates me. But, like, as long as they did, if they just stopped doing that, then I, I would no longer be upset. Like, I would, I'm fine with the rest of the get up. You know well, what the good sucks news is there is a flag on every play, so you, it's not True. confusing after a while. <laughs> what sucks about all this is, and here's, here's why things – a major reason why things don't change in our professional sports leagues very much it, for all the calls for progress and pounding the table. It's because from the fan level, the people who fund this whole thing, we ultimately would just rather be talking about the games. It's like when you see this stuff, I, I suspect you guys agree with me and most fans do a, a, a little like you wince a little bit like, ah, you know, we like seeing the man get it and we want progress that's meaningful to society and everything else. But it's also kind of like I hope this doesn't hurt what our entertainment is. We, sure. You know, I, I think that really kind of is motivating that they know that they don't have to from Goodell down. They know that they got the hooks in us deep. And so they can make sort of surface changes with these kind of things. Cause the bottom line is I think we'd all rather be talking about 
those two title games and how and and how crazy they were and i can't believe we've talked for 45 minutes here amongst ourselves and we've all done our respective shows on extra points network but i mean how about patrick mahomes just completely poop in the bed in the second half against yeah, the Bengals, talk about yeah, who are not who are not the seventy-seven Atlanta Falcons defense, and I said that on purpose because I'm tired of the reference being the eighty-five Bears. There are other good defenses you can invoke from pro football history, but they're not they're not the seventy-six Steelers. These these this Bengals defense <laughs> and Mahomes just went to crap. I mean, this isn't the 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 two thousand Ravens defense we're talking about. At well, all. it's almost to a point where he you can't you get to that level. I was talking about you can't have a bad game. Like you automatically have to like. Like, okay, he has a sprained hand, right? Or uh, oh, he was concussed. Like he, his his throws I mean, do, just don't sell. I and, think you know? I think he played poorly, but I really think that the, saying that Mahomes played like don't get me wrong, he was not good in the second half. But they were dropping eight in coverage. Why don't you just run the ball with a twenty-four point or eleven or lead for you know you have the ball like you had what up twenty-one to three at one point? Run the damn ball, just run the ball. And I feel like if they just ran the ball, I showed a commitment to running the ball. And remember, I asked Mitchell Schwartz about it. I was like, why don't they just – and they're like, well, you know, those short passes, you know, those short passing that's game. Their game. Get it, yeah. That's their run game. And it's like, I don't know if that – you know, don't let me tell an offensive lineman how to play football. But I'm just saying, I don't know if that if that gets the same – sure, it may feel the same, but I don't know if it has the same effect as when, like, you saw the Bengals in the fourth quarter – down that drive, they ran the ball a lot and controlled a lot of the clock, and that's why they ended up yeah. winning the game. McKinnon was like 12 for 65. It seemed like he can get yards when they needed him. I thought Mahomes himself could have run the ball. I mean, how many times did we see him spin out of pressure and trouble like we did a million you know, times before? And it's like, oh, boy, now he's got the defense right where he wants him. But he then held on to it an extra four Mississippi count and ended up getting sacked or forced to throw it away. I was like, I thought that's where he would run the ball, much like Joe Burrow. And that, to me, was a difference. He turned it around on that. Joe Burrow, who had been sacked 51 times in the regular season, was able to elude the rush and then run for first downs. We saw that with Stafford. We saw a lot of quarterbacks who don't normally run for first downs help their own cause with that. And Burrow did it better than Mahomes. I think that was a huge difference. Well, I mean, obviously, everybody knows 28 to three happened in the Super Bowl. Um, The, you know, Colts rallied at home against the Patriots, whatever that was 15 years or so ago. But this one felt like this didn't feel like a Bengals rally. They were they were left in the game by KC. I mean, 80 yards of offense in the second half. I mean, if, if you fell into a coma at at. Uh, 21 to three. I, I, and by the way, I like the play call. I thought that I liked philosophically going for it on uh, at the goal line on the last play. I like going half. for it too. You just can't throw that screen. I mean, I you shouldn't, that shouldn't, play. That shouldn't you, even you, be a route. You don't think Tyreek whips the guy? Don't, no, don't you well, take don't, that bet? Don't take any chance of someone getting tackled in bounds. I, 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 that, that's where Mahomes should take crap more than Reed there, I think. I don't know. Or throw I, I, well, that was his play call. Apparently, Mahomes That's, wanted that. Yeah. I just, I, I buy that. I, I that on one play, I'm going to put it in the cheetah's hands, and he's going to whip who's ever in front of him on that play. And the game still didn't have to be over. But I, I push back, Marty. Like we talk about all the time, clutch is just maintaining your level. Mahomes did not do that, especially in the. At the end of the, he almost fumbled the ball away. He, he, he no, dropped the I'm ball. Not, I'm not saying that Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. He played poorly, and then I he threw it. That, and then he threw it to Eli Apple in overtime. The the, the best yeah. thing that happened to Mahomes was that uh, Eli that Apple he was. 
That was cra- and, and one last thing. I'm sorry to go back because I know we didn't plan to do it, but it is crazy. All these other things have distracted mm-hmm. from this game and basically cover up for that Chiefs all time poop the bed um, second half. I will say also, I don't care what excuses people to make. Joe Mixon didn't give himself up or whatever. That no, was, but that should have been a lot. He didn't ball. do it purposely, but by the rule, I think he gave himself. First of all, the, the the his own blocker flying over him. Yes, he thought that was a chief tackler, and then he right. he went down. But I think that is whether he meant to or not, and he didn't mean to. I think that is by the rule giving yourself up. Um, it looked stupid because it was his own guy, but that's the Victor yeah. Cruz rule, right from twenty seventeen. Yeah, I know. I get the rule change and everything else, but it is. I guess what I'm getting at is exactly what you just say. Yeah. Emotionally, I know he didn't know that. That's why. That's why I don't like it. It's like the Plexico getting up and spiking the ball thing. He like he didn't know the rule any better than Plexico did. He just benefited from a rule change. I mean, it vexes the chief. The chief should be thankful that he did drop the ball because if he hadn't, if he had known it was a Bengal that hit him and he rolled over, then he could have got up and ran into the end zone. So that's to me, it's a kind of a moot point. The idea that, but uh, I just think I understand Mahomes is like at LeBron level now where like, it's, it's almost like championship or bust. You go to four straight AFC championship games. That's what happens. Right. Mm. I just feel like so many different play, like, like the defense gave up, like you say, clutch is just maintaining your level. Well, the Bengals played so much better in the second half. And then part of it was because this defensively, like the way that the chiefs were playing this, everybody was telling me this, this defense turned to elite. Well, this is the second time they gave up. How many touchdowns in the second half to the Cincinnati team? Yeah. I just – Mahomes was not good. But if there was ever a time – like, I just feel like Kansas City in general as a team didn't come out in the second half at all. Yeah. Well, TJ's rooting for the Rams. That's all you need to know. <laughs> to me, it's the greatest. And by uh, the way, that's the other thing, and we'll have time to chop this up. But the Rams – you know, huge stakes for them, for them to rally against the arch rival in their home stadium. They had to be feeling so much pressure from Stafford on down for them to rally was remarkable. I yeah. am surprised. I would, I, I, in guess the line style, I guessed, you know, what well, are the Rams going to hold on here? They're going to, they're going to open up a three point favorite here. Four and a half's getting, That's what I getting pretty big, ain't it? Uh, I, I, like I get, I get the the practical mismatch at the line of scrimmage for Aaron Donald at company, but four and a half for the Rams that uh, that feels too big to me. I was thinking it was big, but the Chiefs gave the Bengals, and I guess it Bengals are just advancing and making everyone look stupid with these lines. But the Chiefs gave them seven. The Titans gave them four. I think four four and a half is about right. Hmm. I don't know. And then you look at all the like second year quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. They do fine. Cincinnati on the road. Great. We'll get into all the trends uh, starting Friday. Yeah. I, I think we can give I, our picks starting Friday. Right. Too. I think Rams margin of victory for both games was three points. No. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. But they are three and oh, in the all whites. What did you call them? Babyface? the bone, all bone white. That's what they're that called. What it's called? The bone. Yeah. Bone white. Mm-hmm. All right. Three. They're not going to go bone. I'd be, well, maybe they will. I'd be surprised if they go bone though. All right, FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 and win $280. $280 in cash on either team to win. Check doesn't matter if it's four or four and a half. You're just picking the winner here when you use promo code extra points when you register. That's right, you get your winnings in cold, hard cash. You know, cash is always better than free bets. I've always said that. Uh, Promotions. 
for new and existing customers. Same game parlays. We can combine small bets for bigger wins, tons of Super Bowl props, and much, much more. Go on the app, see which prop bets you like. There's already like hundreds up there. And don't miss your chance to turn five bucks into 280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code extra points to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code extra points exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey, there's basketball, there's hockey action tonight. Check. Give us your best bet. We'll post it online. Hopefully we go 3-0. and Let's do it. Well, I'm not here to talk about the commanders anymore. I'll, <laughs> I'll give them a break for a minute. Let's talk about the Capitals, who themselves once beclowned themselves in our nation's capital. They're named the Capitals, mm-hmm. and they skated out for about a decade in black, gold, and turquoise. Okay, they went back to the red, white, and blue, but that doesn't make it right, and it wasn't right that they— um, somehow survived a superior Pittsburgh Penguins team on when, on Tuesday night in a pretty good game between the probably up there in the best 21st century hockey rivalry out there. Um, they now turn around at home and play the Edmonton Oilers, who two nights ago got shamed. They lost to the Ottawa Senators playing better hockey. I think the Oilers. We're now past. We're officially, once you get through football title game, it's hockey and NBA season in my book. The Edmonton Oilers kick that off right, plus one and a half. Get them um, to take care of business against the Capitals who are getting, who are giving that goal and a half at plus 205. Or if you want to be a little safer here, just take the Oilers on the money line, minus 106. I think the Caps are going to be exhausted after playing in overtime last night. All right, so what's your pick? Oilers I, minus 106? I'm, taking the, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm changing it as we speak here. Edmonton minus 106 on the money line is probably the, the better. It's the, the juicier right. value for you. Martin, pick of the day. I, uh, without the uniform background, you know, I don't, I don't know the history, but well, what's the, the point Rockets, of giving a pick if you're not going to, you know, all right, I'm sorry. I can't provide that illustrious background, but uh, I know the Rockets and Cavaliers, they both play in the NBA and tonight I'm not picking a side, but Kevin Porter jr. Mm. Has hit over 24 points and assists in his last six games. He's played in, he sat out the game before last. He didn't play, uh, right now. FanDuel's got him set for over 22 and a half points. Mm. Plus assists. Uh, so, minus, so it's, it's a little juiced out. It's like minus 125, minus 130, but you know, the best bets are the ones that hit. All right, you're going over, over 22 and a half. That's points and assists. I'm going Big East action. I think it's on FS1 tonight. What happened to the Big East, Shaq? Used to, these games used to be great, but got a good the one best. tonight. Marquette plus four and a half over Nova. That's my pick. They've been red hot. They lost to Providence Sunday, but before that, they had a seven game streak where they allowed less than 65. On average, Biggie's Player of the Year showdown, if you like that kind of thing. Colin Gillespie for Nova against Justin Lewis, the freshman for Marquette, averaging 18 and 80. He had a buzzer beater a couple weeks ago to knock off Nova in Villanova, which was only, this is weird, that was only Nova's second Big East home loss since 2014. How the hell was that? Imagine that. I mean, that's uh, nice. UConn women's uh, stuff right there. Two home losses, but anyway, now it's in Marquette. It's in Milwaukee. Golden Eagles, 8-0 against the number in their last eight overall. Shaka Smart Squad keeps this close. 68-66, Shaq. Take Marquette plus the four and a half. There Boy, go. we got to we, we, see the real estate that is out in front of us now is exciting. We have another football game, but then people people bemoan, they get sad. What are we going to talk about? People who do sports programming. What, what, what happens after football season? 
this is a, we have plenty of time to dig in on college basketball. And you're right, the Big East in the 80s, that was the gold standard, unless it was the Big Ten in the 90s. Um, or oh, the we'll ACC be all right. in the 80s. Yeah, but there's yes. plenty to bet on. Can't I'm just, getting, oh, I'm just yeah. getting a little sad. Just getting a little bit sad about football. I bit. hear you. Well, Villanova should be sad about football. If they were better at it, they'd be in a in a real conference. That's right. They wouldn't have to watch them dominate everybody. All well, these, I think uh, our friend Doug DeLuca played football for Villanova, and that's where things went south. <clears throat> so did Howie Long. Things went vegan. That's right. Uh, Shaq, you, I'm sorry to say Harry's won the head-to-head contest yeah. for the uh, staff. He was two up on you, and I think he gained the game. You were one and one. He went... 2-0, he's bragging to no end. So now he's got a three-game advantage. Martin, in our fantasy pool, our fantasy playoff pool, all the podcasts competed against each other. Um, you could pick one player and only one player from each playoff team. You are down, so last place has to pick from the cap of consequences. Team Extra Points, which is made up of me, Mikey Meatballs, and Babyface Joel Solomon, are 24 points ahead of you. Martin, you don't want to pick from that cap of consequences. You I still have got my quarterback. You have right? Burrow. We have who do we have? Babyface. We have Mixon, right? Shit. So, but <laughs> you don't like that. Well, what do you nah. think? You think I was going to take the punter know. on Cincinnati? Maybe you had Higby or something. You know? <laughs> I don't know. No, it, we, no. It's uh. Well, we, well, everyone has Cup, so that's a non-starter. Oh, so everybody rostered Cup. But yeah, so you have uh, you have Burrow. Who wins that check? I mean, Burrow would have to score. 35 probably right fantasy points well i i mean again mixon was the quiet difference in that second half there maybe it wasn't so quiet there so i you know mm. uh, minus three also has uh, joe mixon over burrow so we're going to be rooting for a huge one for mixon so you're and, good and, i think i think uh, ironically the soccer podcast is in first to stay right but they is it locked up it, though no, it's not locked up. I read it yesterday. Now I can't remember. I'm more worried about coming in last place than who the hell comes in first. Why, are you in third? Is that what you are? I think Mixon would have to have an all-timer. He'd have to have an Eckler against... Uh, yeah, first place uh, has Chase. Like I said, everybody has Cup. Uh, Spaghetti and Jen have Mixon. So we got a shot at it. Yeah, I'd rather be in Martin's spot there where you have the quarterback who could just go nuts. But yeah. All right, everyone's got a shot. No one cares about this shit. Uh, you got Fan, uh, FanDuel, do all your betting action there. Lemon Pepper Parlay. Martin, you got to give TJ shit about this. This is crazy. So let me, I get a phone call from this guy at 9 o'clock. He tells me, this old, I was like, man, I got five sixty M's last night from this old Bengals fan. I ignored them. I was like, all right. And I woke up. I had 156 DMs. What? Apparently, he had all these Bengals fans trying to get this old Bengals, uh, like pushing his page, trying to get this old Bengals fan to, Super Bowl tickets? to come to the Super Bowl. This so is why TJ, he hates the Bengals. Yeah, yeah maybe so, because TJ called me, says, yo, I'm on the phone with the league office. You know what I'm saying? I get back with you. And I, I told him at the time, man, you picked a hell of a day to call the NFL league office. At that, you know, that was Tom Brady had just retired. Mm. And then 45 minutes later, this lawsuit drops. So I don't know. TJ might still be on hold with the NFL all league right. office. I say, oh, all right, that'll be fun. All right, Cheers. Jack, you have minus three. Yes, we do. Can't wait to hear. Last week, I was looking forward to hearing Hench go mm. on and on and on and on and on about the Baseball Hall of Fame and everything else. And he paid, he delivered. And how now we get to hear about Tom Brady. I can't wait to hear this. But quickly, I want to throw a prop bet at you. Will Aaron Rodgers show up at the NFL Honors to receive what we are guessing is going to be the oh. second straight MVP award? Mm. 
Uh, the correct answer is no. No. Right? There's no chance he shows no, up no, at no. that. No, he can't do that. I mean, does he have a, you, you need a, a fake Vax card to get into that. The best story, gonna, the yeah. best story is Tom Brady getting it. That would be the best. Uh, be I fun. do. I am curious because the time I met Kevin had, she talked my ears off about how uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes were, you know, <laughs> destroying the, the the common man through uh, car insurance rates. I would like mm-hmm. to know his opinion on Rob Gronkowski, you know, as, as and uh, his, you know, seeming never ending quest to try to get insurance that's only for veterans. All right. He didn't serve. He I like that Marty, Marty, Marty is consistently surprised by people who talk for a living talking a lot. That, the, the, <laughs> but that, the, what, what's crazy, Marty, is what if Gronk retires? Now your Hall of Fame class sets up to be, or somebody might be, get, or some people might get left on the curb. Brady, Gronk, Roethlisberger. What if AB hangs it up? What if Adrian Peterson hangs it up? I mean, like, I don't know that you, if all and five it, of those guys get in even at the same time. And there's also, there's also a conversation of Aaron Rodgers maybe might be hanging. Like, I, I think that's a, the uh, Are you talking about like the, the, the Hall of Fame first ballot? And now 2027, yeah. yeah. Like, who's going to be first ballot? Is and then be, there's also holdovers like Chris Carter could get it, right? Like that could work against them too, right? Isn't there always... Theoretically, but you can't imagine that any of those holdover guys are going to be like, yes, they now take priority to whoever. Like, you know, people in Pittsburgh are like, dude, Brady, he got, Roethlisberger's got to be PO, dude. Brady did that. Like, yeah, Tom Brady's factoring that in and Roethlisberger's raw about it. Like, that (laughs) somehow this is intended to obscure um, his golden jacket moment. But, um, but yeah, it will be in. borderline interesting i don't know how much anybody cares about genuflecting once more to guys who have been cheered for the last 25 years of their lives but the honors yeah as much as you care no uh the hall of fame but yeah i uh, think the the but yeah it does set up to be interesting of who ain't gonna get in in 2027 but in the meantime yes let's all root for brady to get it because it sets up except more exciting be, stuff in the offseason. That might be the only football action we see is these Hall of Fame ceremonies once a year. And by the <laughs> way, do you think it's impossible that Brady, the, I mean, like, not to be crazy, but it's possible at least that, like, he's like, after three months, yeah, sure. you know what, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe, I, maybe I should so. try it. You know, I, no, yeah, it's possible. Belichick, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to go back there for one more season. Ah, you know what, San Francisco, I did always want to play for the Niners. Ah, all right, I'll do it for one year. I don't know about three months because the timing is weird with everybody drafting and everything. I, I think it would have to be, I don't know. I think you'd have to no, say a year. Maybe it depends. Did he, did, did they, uh, maybe if, if, if home life doesn't work out, that would be right. the only thing I would think. Like if something, if there was a wedge driven in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the home of the Brady's. He gets divorced. He announces his divorce and I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if hey. he had a more desirable wife, I don't know. Things would be different. All right. Mm-hmm. So you have a minus three lemon pepper parlay against all odds. We'll go over the Thursday, uh, basketball games Friday we'll have some props uh Megan fun of sports my god that Megan Connolly she went I mean talk about you would have thought Brady a Bridget Moynihan handled it was able to figure (laughs) it out but Megan Connolly flipped out over this Brady stuff I recommend you listen just not she she was distraught furious she really was oh I mean I am at, I don't, you know, I've, I've taken breakups better than she took. Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. All right. He hates them. He hates <laughs> so them. Funny. I love it. Patriots. I really do. Waiver Wired with Jim Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. Check it all out on the Extra Points Podcast Network and the Money Grab feed. Uh, reminded everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 